0: Lausanne, Switzerland, <clears throat> during the period 7th and 9th of June, main days in the Olympic Museum there. So we've chosen, again, it's year five in its physical and virtual format to be uh, in Lausanne. The, a lot of the international federations are based there, yeah. um, and it makes perfect sense you know, to, to hold it in there in their backyard um fundamentally it's moved from just knowledge transfer which is where we were before now to um much more managed introductions with the content wrapped around it Mm
1: -hmm. hi everyone and welcome back to the sporting global podcast and today i'm here with dennis mills and dennis first of all how how are you how's how's everything how's everything going
0: we've got the sunshine in uk which is almost unheard of so it's and it's friday so that's great
1: <laughs> absolutely i mean like you always got to appreciate the sun i i know everything about that you know living in norway <laughs> but first of all you know thanks thanks for taking the time it's going to be you know a lot of fun you know learning more about your background a little bit of, you know what you're doing at mie and uh, of course you know, the upcoming event that is happening very soon as well. But before that, you know, I, I think it would be nice if you could share a little bit about your journey in the sport industry. Just just take us a little bit like how you ended up, you know, through your, your
0: journey. How did we end up where we are? So, yeah, it's a great question uh, and it's a question I'm asked uh, quite often. So, uh, keeping what is a very long story as simple as I can, um, and- around about 2000, um, I would say that There were a lot of conferences and expos sort of relating to sports and it was a very confused market um and the bottom line was when i had a look at this market working in a fairly conventional large technology company uh it it felt to me that the sports events industry uh was not terribly professional in its whole approach now now i'm not talking about the field of play where clearly standards are amazing. But if you were talking about conducting whatever it happens to be a regional games all the way up to an Olympics, it seemed that knowledge transfer was patchy. Relationships were very tribal. um, There was not a lot of knowledge transfer. So an idea started to ferment in my mind. Mm -hmm. And by about 2005, we thought, right, there is a gap in the market here. And the gap in the market is between those organising events and those that want to engage in that process, they could be the host cities or professional experts, or you know young people see, seeking a career path through uh, into this industry. Right. And it wasn't there, And that fundamentally is the model that MEI emerged with. Yeah. People trying yeah. to do sports events on one side, people that need to interact. And we sat as a facilitator uh, between the, those two parts. And that idea was, say, from 2005.
1: Right. And it
0: remains front and center to the model that we've got set in place today.
1: That's awesome. And I mean, like, I, I think it's a, you know, we, you've been doing this now for like, what, for 15, 15 years. Yeah, and and I guess yeah. like just, just first and foremost, just talk a little bit about, um, you know, the change and I guess like the, the the increase of demand that has happened then over over the years, because obviously, you know, the industry has been growing tremendously and yeah. it's like that impacted sort of like that gap that you saw.
0: Yeah, well, you know, like we're all trying to uh, claim the glory for things that we probably don't own, but uh, yeah, right. uh, but 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 actually, uh, I think a serious point is that when we wanted to set the the company up, saying what the hell is it called? Okay, right. and we we tried to call it lots of. And we ended up with this major events international, which in itself is a, you know, a very long title. Uh, conveniently in Brazil, we were called MEI. Conveniently in China, we're called MEI. And of course, now people tend to talk about MEI. Now the point of the story is, is that the term major events was not around at that time mm. and we you know whilst no you could never claim that you were the right. you know the originator right. of yeah. it is kind of weird and I remember sitting in a in a meeting um in the lead up to London 2012 listening to a yeah. government minister going and major events are so important And major I thought wow you know that you yeah. know as I said we can't put two, yeah, and two yeah, together yeah. and come up with yeah. four but Um, So that gives you a kind of a feeling, it's a very distributed market, Uh, this lack of coherence, it didn't really have a name, it was called sport, well we're not a sport business, we are a business of sport business, so in that time, uh, we've seen the evolution now to slowly, slowly, you know, things getting a bit more professional the like. and of course, know we've seen you know the recent pandemic which effectively if you take a you know a round number in financial years most companies are three a big hole uh and now where we're at bizarrely we've had three of our biggest years over the last three years and we are going completely crazy now because things are being rescheduled being delayed they're moving geographically out of russia into new cities right so our model of connecting both sides up the equation, giving them support yeah. in what has been a very demanding time. Yeah, um, you know, so so I think, you know, definitely this two thousand, you know, two thousand and twenty-two is going to be a hurricane year. Mm-hmm. But I think that the the hurricane is going to continue for at least two, three years after that. Right. So that's going to have some pretty profound implications for the industry as well.
1: Right. And, and, and I wanted to like, you know, I, I think it brings me a little bit back to, you know, and for those, you know, that, that are tuning in, obviously you're the CEO, you know, at Major Events International. And and since we're kind of like in the whole, you know, purpose of like thinking a little bit ahead, I think it might make sense to just, you know, go a little bit into the strategies because obviously you, you're, yeah. you're talking a little bit about where you're going here now. and And if you wanted to like, you know, Map out a little bit, like how is, you know, I guess the pandemic, you know, and, and this kind of hurricane that you're talking about, like impacting, you know, your strategies. Like, talk a little bit about the strategies that you have, both short term and long term.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's a very interesting question because the uh, the way to describe the model is not necessarily in a time sequence, but in a physical model. Right. Take the classic iceberg. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. I mean, when the business started, without going back over the whole history, we were particularly interested, almost in geographic clusters. So we had the football World Cup and the Olympics in Rio. Big, big focus on Rio, and then it was almost you know, moving around uh in that way and we thought that's all we could ever cope with even if we had been a huge conglomerate which we weren't yeah. we're a privately owned company yeah. that would have been our view you know what's happened we were encouraged to get down into the federation world and i'll just give you some numbers um there are about 150 international federations some of them sit in summer sports winter sports and other groupings yeah. But in the summer sport area, there are 80,000 events that are happening over a four year cycle. So, you know, simple math, let's keep it simple. Even I can work this out 20,000 in a year. So, if you halve it saying that that's not relevant and keep halving, halving, and halving, and halving, you yes. would still end up with a huge number. Now, that's one of the myths of the market mm. that because people are so used to Olympics and Football World Cups in a four year cycle, yeah, they see yeah. the market as as peaks and troughs, right. whereas we don't. There's a lot happening in those valley bottoms. Yeah. Um, so what is changing? Well, the whole bidding process has fundamentally changed. Yeah. You know, when you yeah. think that Brisbane 32 has been announced now, you know, for an Olympics. Um, I mean, you know, probably contentious to say it wasn't a bid process, but, you know, in the conventional way we all were growing up in, it was gone. Number two, big new infrastructure, you know, billions, billions and billions, maybe not gone forever, but fundamentally, again, when you look at, let's just jump to another one, to a Commonwealth Games, gone away from a city which is their Commonwealth Games this year in Birmingham to a state in uh, Australia, Victoria. Mm. So there is a drive for cost reduction, a drive for incremental uh, improvement in real estate and reuse of real estate. Yeah. avoiding that term, the white elephants. Um, I, that would be another. You know, so if I go down the pyramid, yeah, a lot yeah. more events taking taking place. Those events are changing their format and their style. And the next thing, just to keep you know answering this question as we evolve, right, is new formats. are popping up all the time new games we just signed a partnership with world obstacle you know relatively new federation you know but it appeals to youth appeals to city activation it's got many good things going on about it new formats you know baseball or basketball basketball has a three by three format street three by three not there a couple of years ago so there's a lot of stuff happening where we were only looking at the pyramid before mm-hmm. we started to move down the stack. And as we move down the stack, there are new formats coming up to add layers into that stack. Right. Doesn't need the infrastructure in the same way as it did before. Yeah, Doesn't need the same heavy bidding process in the way that it did before. Right. So our strategy short term is to very much focus on the day job, yeah. But always looking over that horizon, right? And uh, saying, well, where are these trends going? What can we do to support cities? And if you don't mind, I'll stop at that point. But I think we do need to come back on the impact of cities, sustainability, youth engagement, right. equality a lot of stuff like that in there as yeah. well.
1: No, I, th- I think it makes a lot of sense though. and I think it's it's very important. we We probably have to touch upon it at at the end as well in terms of like some tips that you have because I mean, like, I think people are so focused on like, you know, as you were talking almost about those cycles, right? Like every fourth year, you know, kind of like living in that bubble. And, and then you kind of like, but there's nothing else. Oh, there's, there's way more, there's way more way happening behind, and way a lot behind. of opportunities. If you, if you're willing to go out there and take that. Yeah. But obviously you mentioned both, you know, kind of like a day to day. And obviously as the CEO, like map out like some of your, you know, key responsibilities, some of the priorities that you're having right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you
0: know, <clears throat> if you're trying to play a bit of a human card but it is a very very serious point it was yeah. on the 20th of march right. or 2020 right. that we closed the door of the office right. saying i hope to see you in a couple of weeks from now right yeah. and that's yeah. genuinely the case right when we walked right. out yeah and yeah. at that point just going back in that recent history you you've got some pretty tough choices to make which you'll have probably endured yourself yeah do you let people go and we made a decision that a nobody would face a salary cut, nobody would go onto the government's so-called furlough program. Mm-hmm. And we were gonna take this unique opportunity to reevaluate what we're doing, right. you know, redefine ourselves, support our clients more than ever. And that, that's actually paid off for us. So the awesome. short thing to say is a day-to-day basis as a CEO, you have a responsibility to look after your people. Right. You know, they they have bills to pay within the team. We have quite a a young team as well as a more experienced part. They uh, they are driven hard. They're told that we are responsible for their personal growth and career growth. Mm -hmm. And so I take that very, very seriously. So the human dimension to me is uh, very important. Uh, You expect me to say that every day you have to wake up and think about the money in. And the money going out, and that goes with the with the job, but strategic oversight of the business and making sure your clients are happy. Not you are servicing the clients, no, but are they happy? Are they getting what they want? Are you listening? So the role of the CEO is really to provide the x-ray facility, the oversight of the facility to ask deep questions, Mm -hmm. not just take the, you know, are our clients happy? Yes well you know you know etc so i believe my job is to lift the lid up and look under the lid and see what's really happening in the business make sure the business is safe
1: right whilst defining the strategy for what's coming up over the horizon right makes makes a lot of sense and i mean like i think it's nice having that balance of, of a young and and more experienced cool. team as well. How, how do you kind of like balance that out in, in a sense as well to kind of like, you know, different, different priorities, different, you know, yeah, standards, yeah, talk, so talk it, about it, that. It, and especially it, from, from the younger uh, younger side, I think it's important. Yeah,
0: it, it, this is, you put your fingers on probably, put your finger on, probably one of the biggest single challenges that, you know, that we actually face is where is that, that balance? Right. <clears throat> the way that we work it um, is that we run uh, an internship scheme uh, we're fairly lucky that we have some relationships with some universities uh all of our interns are paid um they, in some cases obviously that they've got the, the university with the re, uh, you know relationship yeah, yeah. With the university but you know the bottom line is that people don't come for nothing you know um we they're all briefed that they have the opportunity to prove what they can do and come on to the payroll all of our stars come in that route mm. all of our stars are coming via that route that's via true. the internship route um, show what they can do. Um, and, and, uh, you know, occasionally when things were quieter, you might have a good quality. We don't keep the internship scheme going for a long time, um, but, you know, the, you know, there'll come a time when we say, right, you know, actually there isn't a role for you at the moment, but yeah. so we get the best of the best coming through that route. Right. Um, we will keep taking as many of those as we can. That makes sense. You do need, uh, says he with uh, on the screen, um, I am a believer in gray hair um, and experience, um, you know, and and because they have to ask the the tricky questions. Mm. um, But it's a cliche, but true that the challenge you face, bigger challenges bringing in an older person than you do a younger person. Um, because they know how to play, you know, I don't mean this in the wrong way, but they know how to play the game. They know what right things to say. So on interview, that can be much more challenging when they first arrive. And so it it is a really, really tricky uh, dimension. I would say that we are ratioed um, 50, 50, 60% real first, second roles coming in that route. Uh, typically might stay for us for about six years. They're welcome to stay longer. Right. Um, but, you know, but, you know we, occasionally we've said, look, it might be a good idea. You know, you might need to go to, you know, you've had such a good, solid foundation move on. Um, so yeah. it is a tricky balance. Um, yeah. But, you know, if I had to flip a coin, you would always go for people that are hungry, energetic, focused, intelligent, trainable, and, te- and take the hit on supporting them. Right. Rather than rather than getting a, uh, it sounds awful to say, it, an older person that you know, change might be a bit more of a challenge. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's it's not a great answer, but it's the best one I can give. Well, you. I mean, like
1: I, I think it's no, but I think it's important though to kind of like just talk a bit about that. that yeah. Um, like the opportunity that you guys are providing, right, for the young people as well to kind of like showcase that okay if you if you work hard and you provide results that that opens up you know opportunities you know for for getting on the payroll as you were talking about and i think that's a very key thing because i think a lot of people you know i kind of the the internship bubble has shifted a little bit (laughs) in in a sense of expectations and what is what is happening out of it and obviously you know it's important to highlight that okay uh of course like you know each company is different like they have different you know kind of budgets different different. kind of you know processes and different kind of yeah. elements but that, that there are you know that that it that it can lead you know to you know maybe part-time maybe full-time job and you know going going in that direction and i think you know perhaps uh, me and you we have to have like a conversation you know behind the podcast and just talk a little about managing teams you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like I'm, 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 a, I'm learning you know like i'm, I'm still on the no, you, you, ne- you, you never stop learning let me tell you that much and Exactly.
0: yeah you know, yeah, and it's one of the things we say to the younger team members, and it is a truism. I said, you should be looking at everybody in the company. Yeah. And regardless of your experience and say, when you see a scenario, that is a great idea, or I wouldn't do it that way. And even when you're inexperienced, you will know your personal style. And I, I, I'm i a fanatical skier. So, um, so I, I say to people that when I do a bad turn on my skis, Yeah. I know exactly why i did a bad turn. Well, i right. you know my weight's in the wrong but you know i know that so i'm now in the self-training mode mm. so when i'm doing things on a day-to-day but i know what i do well which yeah. hopefully is some decent stuff but i also know when i you know when i don't get it right and what i say to them is you should be sucking up as much good and bad experience that you will adapt to your personal style um, right. as you develop as a, as a future leader manager in this market. And as you can probably gather, I feel very passionate about this personal development uh, yeah. aspect um, as one of our deliverables right. for people that work with us in the company.
1: Right. No, I think, I think it's a very, very, very important to, to, to to, to talk about that. And it's a very key yeah. you know, aspect as well with, with, especially, you know, bringing in the interns and understanding, okay, well, what are some of the key lessons that you're bringing with you, you know, and uh, obviously we yeah. we will talk more about that, uh, you know, when we're getting a little bit closer here to the end. But um, talking a little bit about, you know, obviously the Holston Federation Summit, you know, coming up shortly now. Yeah. You know, it's very, very shortly it's happening. Uh, talk yeah. a bit about the key purpose behind the event. Then I guess like what do you plan the participants to gain from it?
0: Yeah, so we're talking about um, a return to a physical event in Lausanne, Switzerland <clears throat> during the period 7th and 9th of June, main days in the Olympic Museum there. So we've chosen, again, it's year five in its physical and virtual format to be uh, in Lausanne. The, a lot of the international federations are based there yeah. um, and it makes perfect sense you know, to, to hold it in there in their backyard um fundamentally it's moved from just knowledge transfer which is where we were before yeah now to um much more managed introductions with the content wrapped around it Mm. and leaving more time for uh one-to-one engagement i mean you know the market we operate in i didn't make this point at the beginning right other than to say it was very fragmented Yeah. Yeah. um it is important, certainly for your, uh, you know, your younger community listening to this call. It, you know, this major sports events market, which we've said now isn't the sport, yeah, is yeah. very relationship driven, very, very relationship driven. Yeah, and it, the geographic boundaries make absolutely no difference whatsoever. Um, slight exaggeration, but we all know each other. I mean, that clearly, yeah. is not possible, yeah. but you know. Um, <laughs> And so to some degree, yes, that that summit is a manifestation of that. So we'll look at broadcast, we'll look at technology, logistics, uh, travel, all the support services that go into an event. Um, but also the international federations are briefing the cities yeah. on what yeah. they want. The cities are saying why they should host. Yeah. The federations are briefing commercial companies, why they should get involved the commercial companies want to speak to the federations they want to speak to the cities right. so we create a melting pot yeah we bring people into a place one place one time different formats dinners drinks workshops panels but you know it is about people connectivity right. and building that relationship and getting those insights to how how best to move them on. So we refine it, it's going online. So again, for, I think we could do all if you'd like, I haven't, here's an offer I hadn't thought of, my team will probably kill me. Um, (laughs) But uh, if you have got sort of the graduates out there that of course are so poor, they can't even fold uh, Heineken. um, I'm sure we can give them a free pass to listen in on the summit if they'd like to do that because it is actable uh, remotely um, and it is catch up. So the networking platform is open for a week before. Uh, It's open for a week after if people are in the wrong time zone. We have people flying from Australia to the event, right? Uh, So, yeah, you know, so they're not having a problem with time zones. But obviously, uh, you know, there are colleagues in Canada, North America, South America, whatever, that might benefit from listening in. So the summit, it's got its own DNA. It's not a conference. It's very much around uh,
1: this relationship business. Well, I'm I'm sure I mean like we have a very young audience. I'm sure they're gonna appreciate that and we'll make sure to do like another, you know, newsletter or something with that, you know, special, I don't know, link or promo, whatever you want to do with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we can get so we can get that out and, and benefit all the users, you know, in, in the sporting world platform. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, like, I think it's a great opportunity. And especially these days too, it's like, if you don't have, you know, the opportunity to go there, you know, physically, you know, take the opportunity to That's right. tune in, yeah. and, you know, and you kind of have to be digital these days anyways. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. We, 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 it's an interesting point. We, um, we, we're very lucky about, we have a partnership with a company called IDG in China. They're actually a global company. It's an American company by heritage. Right. Um, right. But actually, they've been doing digital events for years. And we, we're, we have an Australian partner that delivers ours uh, called Events. And we have a very good production company called Gigabox. So as a team between the three of us, when that pandemic kicked in yeah. uh, in March, um, we had a physical summit planned.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: we mm-hmm. went from, you know, that walking out in March to June, where 1,400 registered people, 64 countries, We'd never worked together in this way before. Yeah, so we are yeah. seeking it to be big ambition to be the world's best at hybrids event. Right, right. So we are hammering the use of the networking tools, virtual exhibiting, people asking questions online. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be perfect, but it's a journey. This is a trend that's not going to go away.
1: No, and especially also like after, like I guess in a sense we're getting a little bit into the new normal or, or more back to kind of like yeah. how things were, you know, like I, I see it as well. Like, it's just, if you don't have that, you know, digital options or presence, it's going to be really hard because people now kind of like also got used to, you know, doing things from home or like, you know, working from yeah. home, like participating at events, like it just like, you know, became a, as part of your, your life. So I think also like that barrier to go kind of like outside your doorstep now is even harder maybe in a sense than it was. And so if you don't facilitate for that then i I think you're gonna lose uh, quite a big portion of your audience on it
0: yeah i I think it's a very fair observation and and again you put your finger on one of the major debating points you know that's out there um i was more old school than you could possibly recognize before all of our events were physical and we kept the numbers down to about Below two hundred and fifty, around the two hundred and fifty, right, right. to keep the intimacy going, and yeah. that absolutely allowed us to carve out our DNA. So good, right? But obviously, we had to tra- you know, traverse into this uh, pivot, whatever, into this uh, model. Right. But I was shocked by how effective it was and how good the feed. Now, you know, there are always going to be those that that think this is a terrible idea and those are you know um my view has remained exactly what you said because let's just just touch base a little bit why as well yeah is that people like myself were 13 kilograms heavier before the pandemic because my life was spent up in the sky right you know Right. And, you know, we were in the airport lounge before it, of course you had the glass of champagne on the plane, of yeah. course you went out for dinner for clients and you reversed the same process, went home yeah. for a couple of days and then did the whole thing again. Right. And to some degree, wise partners, boyfriends, girlfriends, the rest of it, Yeah, it went with the job right. that, that you had right. to be at these events. And certainly now with people with lifestyles changing, they will make more choices about what ones they go to. And bosses with budgets will say, yeah, I know you'd have normally gone to those five. These are the three that matter. So for all of those reasons, yes, there's going to be Zoom or Teams fatigue. Oh, not another online event. But that is why you heard me say, that I have to raise the bar as a business and accept it will be imperfect until yeah. people really 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 get into it and it won't matter that we have 1400 people registered what right. we want is 400 that are engaged yeah you know etc cetera, et cetera. so i don't want to get going on about it but it's good this is going to be contentious for years it's a, it is an evolution yeah. Uh, yeah we are bought into it
1: i, I mean like uh I, I just wanted to make like one point I guess before we move on here and that, that's essentially just the point as well when I mean like obviously you know you know we're, we're a startup we're a, kind of like a young young company here and and I mean like I, I remember like kind of right before the pandemic we were traveling like a lot like 2019 like I traveled probably like half the year you know like everywhere you know talking to clients talking to like partners you know talking potential you know partnerships and all this stuff and and you kind of like almost felt like obligated in a sense to go. People kind of like were expecting you yeah, to be there. They, they did. Right? Yeah. They, they and, absolutely. Is it do. Said like we, we don't have that money, you know, to kind of like go? Yeah. yeah. Like if we go, we have to make sure we get something back, you know, like out yeah, of it, yeah. it has to be at that point. And so, yeah. I mean, like for us, in, in a sense, the pandemic like just opened so many doors in a sense because we can do everything digitally. You know, and so, and people didn't expect us to come, oh, like, come meet us in, in, in Switzerland or come meet us in Spain. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. And, and people were like, okay, yeah, no, it's fine. We and, and people realized as well, like, you can do business digitally. There's no problem about it. You know, and yeah. I, I think people realizing that and seeing that was a great opportunity and it saves companies also a lot of money. You know, which is- Yeah, and, and you know, I, I did
0: touch on it briefly. I think it's a yeah. word only. Yeah. that. The and you were asking about trends in the market. Yeah. Um You know, I, everything I'm saying obviously is to, is to paint the picture rather than be entirely right. accurate. Oh, but yeah. you asked yeah. about you know the trends before. Yeah. I would say 18. Don't ask me why this is the case, but 18 months, two years ago, the word sustainability was treated like a. I'll plant a tree for every air mile I fly. You know, it was, it was, uh you know not sustainable that is fundamentally changed you know right. um, you know cities now uh, hosting sports events demand that you know sustainability is treated seriously and yeah. in fact federations often have people hired to do that so of course it will have a flippant throwaway currency in in the, with some users a bit like oh not virtual events yeah but i can tell you it is <clears throat> it has been treated very seriously hundred percent and um so that aligns with i don't need to come and see you so as, rather than going i don't think you're serious about the meeting now you know i'm not saying it's an excuse but you just you know it is people accept yeah. that traveling yeah. for a 30 minute meeting is just not a great idea
1: you know right right and, and i think it's just you know just that acceptance right that kind of like happened yeah it was a good Good switch, you know, both for the environment, both from sustainability approach and, you know, just like lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, before obviously, you know, the, the event begins, like, again, like it's happening very soon, like is there any, like, you know, key um, key announcement or something you would like to share, you know, with the people? Yeah, yeah.
0: We, well, we've gone a bit nuts recently, so you're probably going to get bored with all the key <sighs> announcements coming out. Uh, so we put out a press release. I can't remember. Was it this week? I think maybe yeah. uh, we've we've signed a collaboration deal uh, uh, like a JV with a company called Sponsor Force in China. Nice. Um, it, they have access to brands and uh, and basically, cash sponsors, right? Right. Um, and that is something that they demand. We um, we have just signed uh, this support package with uh, World Obstacle, um, and and that is if you haven't, if you guys, you know, the younger elements of the audience, uh, have a look at them. World Obstacle doing some fantastic stuff, tying right. up with other federations, new new sport. So that that press release is going up very shortly um we're very proud of our relationship with the motorcycle federation uh, fim um uh we probably need to get a press release out about them and we work with a global travel destination partner atpi and their press release about their collaboration which we facilitated will right. be going out so yeah there's a hell of a lot going on um in the the final thing perhaps for the more techie guys on, on this uh podcast yeah is save the date for something like the, should know 15th 16th of november la usa there is something you can check out called the sport entertainment alliance in technology nice. you can't remember that it's called seat sport <laughs> entertainment Alliance in <and> technology <laughs> uh, we are absorbing that into mei and in probably in a high-tech stadium in la i think it's in that window 15th to 17th of november um we will be bringing our major events type summit to merge integrate with the very strong tech venue focus around it. So, yeah, so there's, a, you can see we don't stand still. There's a lot going yeah. on, you know, uh, Never, stop.
1: Never stop. but those
0: are some of the headlines that are coming awesome.
1: up. Awesome. Well, that, that, that's really exciting. And, and before we kind of, I guess, like wrapping up here, um, you touched a lot about, you know, kind of like, you know, I guess from the standpoint of, you know, uh, always learning, you know, kind of like, you know, keep looking at yourself, you know, kind of like growing, um, what tips do you have, you know, for for now, like for for students, you know, professionals looking to get their foot in the door? Like what, what are some key advice you would you would provide? Yeah,
0: and, and that is the killer, right? Getting the, the, the foot in the door. I mean, internships are one of these other contenders. I'm a passionate believer in it. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but check out as an intern what what they would ask you to do if you're counting the photocopying paper wrong organization you know so an interview with an intern should always be a two-way process so getting your foot in the door in this industry is the problem right so if there is a sport event in your city or region get involved with it as a volunteer why because the sponsors are there the delivery companies the federations there and in life you have to make your own luck so being seen getting the opportunity to bump into people. If it's down the conventional internship room, great. If it's down the volunteer route, great. But start building, your, in this market, start building your credentials and be proud of the small things that you've actually done and work it hard. It is a specialist market. To dip in and out, people wouldn't treat you very seriously. Yeah. Um, and I would say, therefore, you know, put your cards on the table, as we would say, Declare your interest. Be take a risk occasionally by doing something, uh, and and create your own luck. It all sounds cliched, um, but I I you know I met uh, a young lady as it happens at the at the Pan American Games surfing uh, in Lima. You know, immensely impressive. You know, big badge that she was wearing. And uh, I thought, wow, this lady's really impressive. She must be one of the tech company deliveries. No, she was a volunteer. And I spoke to the tech company afterwards. I said, hire her. You know, I said, well, you know, you know, you know, and so she was in the gear, right? She looked the part. She was in a role, clearly enjoying it. So I'm afraid it's a very long-winded explanation, but it's a great market to be in. It's a great market to to be in, you know? you know, it's in, sport is interesting. Yeah. So when people look over my shoulder, you know, on trains and planes and they see, you know, all the symbols and logos, probably like you're seeing, and they say, wow, you know, so look, we don't run them all, right? You know, but um, <laughs> but it's a fun market to be in. It's interesting. My my days are very dull,
1: are very rarely dull, you know. 100%. Well, with that, Dennis, I would like to thank you, you know, so much for, for taking the time, you know, for sharing your insights sharing some of your strategies like some of the cool things that you guys are working on and for those of you you know that have been tuning and listening all the way at the end you know make sure to like the video subscribe as well and sign up at sportingglobal.com, you know and we we have some opportunities for major events international internship opportunities that you can apply on there as well follow their page you know connect with dennis and the team you know and, uh, and make sure to get your foot in the door and uh before we wrap up here dennis i mean like i don't know if you're aware but on the sporting little podcast, we kind of like have like a little bit of a tradition or a challenge to all our guests that we're, <laughs> we're having. So you know, I, I have to do it to you. Go <laughs> go go go! <laughs> all right. So I have to teach you a little bit Norwegian. That's, that's oh my the god. go yeah. on. Go on. <laughs> so with every video we do, we always finish with V snakkes," which means "see you later" in Norwegian. So that's what you have. Vi snakkes. How close am I? V Vi we there
0: you go perfect hey, hey. <laughs> I, I i didn't tell you this, so i should embarrassingly be better than that because i spent a lot of time in norway uh, many years ago so uh, there you go I right, bill uh, been, it was it was top up, top no, uh, yeah it, not to be repeated <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you so much dennis all right well it'd be great to speak to you buddy take
1: care likewise thank you.